Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concourse ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right, right in your ears. ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Road Muscle Muscle Radio is on the air. It's a nice, cold, frosty, wonderful edition of Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves, along with Brett Hatfield. Hello, Brett. Cold and frosty, almost like your favorite beer, except it's no fun to be in the fridge. (laughs) It was uh, some wild times out there. It's Slippy and slidery. Yeah, I had to trade in all the classic cars and go get the classic four-wheel drive, drag that Bronco out so I could get around. I've got enough stuff packed in the back of my pickup truck. It it looks like Sanford and Sons all (laughs) right there in the bed. But, you know, it helps to keep you on the road. Do you play the Quincy Jones music while you're driving? (laughs) Absolutely. Every day. <laughs> Coming up in this uh this edition of Road Muscle Radio, we've got some great guests on the way. Gary and Muffy Bennett oh, are going to join us. From Leak Auctions in Dallas. I just came back and they couldn't have been any sweeter if you it was a fantastic time. Oh, yeah. Fun and and some great questions. Great interviews coming up. Also, we're going to talk. This was this was important to my heart because you know the, the vehicles that I like, none of them have paint on them that's worth anything. So uh, I I have often wondered, what's the difference between like a matte paint job versus gloss? I mean, is it all different? What are the processes? Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I was at one of the Cars and Coffees at uh, KCAM, yeah. Kansas City Automotive Museum, and met this really cool young guy who does wraps. Oh, cool. And he'd wrap this Ford that just Oh, it was kicking and it was shimmery. And I'm like, how do you do that? And then he tried to explain it to me. And I'm like, damn, that's wow. Okay, cool. I wonder if he'd be willing to do a cheap wrap on a crap box Jeep. You know, I bet he would. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk Matt versus gloss versus wrap with Rick Hunter from Hot Rod Express and Zach Krotz from Rap Effects Olathe. So it's an action packed show. And plus, I think we got to do maybe just a little bit of news. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for What's News on Road Muscle Radio. Motor Trend Car of the Year. Oh, dude. Can you believe it? I I was awfully, awfully surprised by this. Um, It ends up that the 2019 Motor Trend Car of the Year is a Hyundai. Say it out loud. A Hyundai. Now, okay. That's shock value. It's kind of like GM, you know, Pontiac is a part of GM, et cetera. Hyundai has its own part of the Hyundai family, but it's a, it's a, it's its own brand. It's the Genesis brand. Yes. So it's a Genesis G70. Yeah. And uh, they, they just spun that off a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis is now its own standalone, kind of like Cadillac is to GM. But that started with Genesis as a Hyundai model. And then they were going to start a, a luxury division called Equus. Mm. E-Q-U-U-S, and they made the Genesis... Awful play, but... They made the Genesis <laughs> Equus for a few years, and really outstanding Mercedes S-Class uh, BMW 7 Series fighter, and then they kind of ditched the Equus name and spun Genesis off as its own standalone, and that G70 is supposed to be a hell of a car. Well, from the stuff I read, they hired engineers uh, and, and car makers, marketers from BMW, Bentley, Mercedes, and Lamborghini. Huh. Wonder what uh, market segment they're going after. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The uh, the rear-wheel drive version of this thing hits 60 miles per hour in 4.7 seconds. That's with a 3.3 twin turbo. 
Um, whereas the heavier version, the all-wheel drive, went to 0 to 60 in 4.8. So it's like one-tenth a second later. Yeah, neither of those is a slouch, and the all-wheel drive would pr- still be pretty decent in crap weather like we're having now. Now, the kind of sweet thing, too, loaded versions start under 45,000. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> which which Mercedes starts under 45 grand? Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. None. <laughs> I don't even think the vans, the Sprinter vans start under 45 Gs. So, yeah. so pretty, that's going on at 2019 Motor Train Car of the Year. Well, and, and here's the thing. There are a lot of people who are probably listening to us now that don't remember when Hyundai was a crummy little car. And when they first came out, they were. I worked at a Hyundai dealership as a porter. The back seats for Hyundai Excels used to snap into place. Like, oh, wow. So they've come a long way. Better than a pop rivet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good on Hyundai. Absolutely. But don't you have something about, like, for Christmas, a a Christmas Porsche? Be still my beating heart. (laughs) Porsche just in time for Christmas. And I'm going to have to write them and tell them I've got a really big Christmas stocking hanging from the fireplace there. Uh, they've come out with a new 911, new generation 911, the 992 bowed at the Los Angeles Auto Show on Wednesday, and it's going to be faster, promises to be more technologically advanced. The base Carrera S is 444 horses. Oh, on, and, a, on a roller skate. On a little light car. Oh, yes. And all the all the turbos, or all the uh, 911s across the range have been turbos for a year, few years. The Carreras use a smaller turbo as compared to the 911 turbo, which is the big performer. But even the base models are good for 191 miles an hour. Oh, and a 3.70 to 60. <laughs> Leave, that, leave your brain in the back seat. It's is, all good. That is retina flattening quick. Nice. Yeah, seriously good stuff coming from Porsche just in time for Christmas. Make sure Santa Claus knows where you live and uh, what color you like. Now, hang on. I, I just noticed on your little your notes here, uh, 3.6 seconds, all-wheel drive. Yeah, and the Carrera 4S. Oh, my God. Yeah, which means wow. no spinning, all launch. And you might actually be able to get to work in this weather. <laughs> like you're going to bring out the snow. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Running around in an I-11 in this, kind of sketchy. Well, you know, if you don't want to drive, uh, just wanted to mention here, uh, there are new regulations that are going in that will allow European-style passenger rail cars. What does that mean? It means more people can fit into them. And in 2021, Amtrak is going to purchase 28 high-speed trains, ones that can reach almost 200 miles an hour. U.S. bullet train? Yeah. Sold. Can you sign, dig it? Sign me up. Can I get a pass? I mean, you know, I love going road tripping. I I, I love driving in my own vehicle, etc. But man, riding on a train and just seeing all those sights that you never see by car. Well, and for guys like me who do not like air travel, and, oh, I, yeah, yeah. and I do travel a lot covering auctions, that'd be really cool. You know, 200 miles an hour. Granted, it'll take a little bit longer, but... I, I doubt you have to deal with the TSA, or maybe you do. Hopefully not. <laughs> It'll take you a little bit longer. I drive close to the speed limit. <laughs> uh, new record coming back, Dallas oh, no. to Overland Park, seven hours. Oh, my goodness. The last half from Stillwater, Oklahoma, home in sleet. Nice. That's good times. Well, I slowed down to 75 for a little while, but then I got bored. So all of this kind of points at something which I thought was interesting about GM. Oh, God. Here we go. 
You know, well, look at what's happening. They're they're shuttering five domestic production plants yeah, by the end are. of next year. Yeah, they are. Eliminating 15% of the salaried employees. I, I know some people that work there. The eliminations that GM is talking about are going to equate to around 14,000 jobs. Wow. That's a ton of people looking for something new to do. Furthermore, they are absolutely giving the axe to almost all of their sedans. And it, it it's a hell of a list, too. Uh you wind up with Impala, Volt, CT, CT6, the LaCrosse, the Cadillac XTS, Chevy Cruze, all that stuff gone by the end of the 19 model year. You know, it, well, you kind of see some writing on the wall and our, our car world is changing, but you know what? There's some great stuff coming up also. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers I'm hoarding crossed. carburetors as we speak. <laughs> coming up next, Gary and Muffy Bennett join us. Let's find out what's cooking with them on Road Muscle Radio. back with more road muscle radio just came back from dallas yeah uh, so much fun a couple weeks ago or not even a couple weeks ago about a week and a half and had a great time always like being back at, in the auctions and seeing oh, yeah. all the stuff that's out there love going to dallas and uh one of the great things about getting to do the things i do is all the really cool people i get to meet and you know, uh, kind of like with uh, Doug and Marisa Campbell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting to meet them. Matt Farah and Mike Musto and all the people I've gotten to meet who have been so cool and so nice and accommodating and have just been a ton of fun. It makes it worth doing what you're doing. And another one of the really cool couples in the collector car world are Gary and Muffy Bennett. Yeah. Now, Gary and Muffy uh, used to work for Barrett Jackson. And they were both instrumental in building Barrett-Jackson into what it is now. And they left and joined Ritchie Brothers. Well, I, I'm not going to tell you the story. Why don't we let them tell you <laughs> the story? You <laughs> Gary and Muffy, welcome to Road Muscle Radio. Hey, guys. Thank you for having us. This is awesome. We are thrilled to be uh, chatting with you guys this evening. Rather than me telling the, the whole world the story of what you've been doing, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Well, there's been a lot of things happening, and, and it all started... It started a couple of years ago when uh, Muffy had left Barrett Jackson and, and uh, she was just kind of doing her thing with her cars and having fun. I want her to talk about that in a minute. But And then she was approached by a company called Iron Planet. Iron Planet was the largest internet heavy equipment auction house in the world, and they thought they wanted to get in the collector car business and had actually been providing internet services to their customer base for Lake Auction Company and Auctions America. And they'd kind of gotten their toes in the water and liked the way it felt. And uh, they, they reached out to Muffy and asked her if she'd come on board with them to do some research and determine if this was something that they might want to get involved in. And she did. Why don't you take over here and tell what happened? So shortly after I was approached by Iron Planet, I was brought on board to explore um, the, the possibility of, of adding collector cars to their uh, portfolio. 
of offerings to their clients. And um, I think it was about a month or so after I joined them, they were purchased by Ritchie Brothers, the largest live heavy equipment auction company in the world, together making them the largest uh, auction house in the world. Um, and from there, um, we, we discussed our options. We chatted about uh, whether it would be wise to start something from scratch. Um, after Gary departed Barrett-Jackson, we had several individuals who, who departed that company shortly thereafter. So I knew that there was some considerable talent available. Um, I suggested to the folks at Ritchie Brothers that we consider looking at uh, a smaller auction company to purchase and use as a platform. So that's what we did. We purchased the Lake Auction Company. Um, while uh, a lot of their marketing material states that they were established in 1972, they were actually uh, auctioning back in, in the 1960s. Uh, we've got some documentation and whatnot that, that proves that they were the, the first uh, uh, collector car auction house. So from there, um, we're, I started working on modifying some of the policies and procedures, and um, Dallas is, is what you saw is, is, is the beginning of the, of the start of, of the morphing into what it is we, we plan to carry on in the future. Yeah, we, we all thought that it would make more sense to try to start with something that already existed. And I was very familiar with Lake because I'm from Tulsa, and Mr. Lake and I had met back in the early, early 70s. He actually took me to my first Barrett-Jackson in 1971. So it's and his fault. <laughs> it, is, it, it is absolutely Mr. Lake's fault. <laughs> and uh, I have to tell you, going with him to something like that was, we stayed at the Arizona Biltmore, and I, I told him later after a few years of that, I said, this is like the Boy Scouts in the Army. You're the Army and I'm the Boy Scouts. I have no business staying at the Arizona Biltmore. I didn't have any money. He had all this money. He was the largest Rolls-Royce collector in the world for years out of Muskogee, Oklahoma. He owned uh, three ABC television affiliates, and, and I mean, he, he loved his cars. And at any rate, I would take my vacation in Tulsa when he'd have his car auction in, in, in Tulsa, and help him with it. And once the car auction started, I'd go sit on the front row and try to buy a car or sell a car. Anyway, that's how that relationship evolved over time. So when this was all coming together, they looked like a, a very viable option for us to have to start with. And that's how this all came together, guys. And, and, and the rest of it has just morphed into this amazing opportunity for Ritchie Brothers, for Iron Planet, for Lake, for Gary and Muffy Bennett, and, and it, it, it's a dream come true for me and for Muffy. It's an exciting time. And, and I think the collector car world, people say, well, there's already too many auctions. What are you guys doing? I don't agree. I think there's a lot of car auctions there are. But I think at the same time, everybody out there is looking for someone that will treat them well, show their appreciation, give them the performance that they expect, uh, do business in a way that's ethical, transparent, and above board. And that's a very difficult thing to find in the collector car auction world. And that is absolutely our mission statement. Now, and I believe with that in mind, we are bound to be successful. Yeah, especially with support from people like yourselves and some of the dear folks that, have, that we've known over the years that, that have uh, you know sent cars out to the auctions. And it, it, it's been great. And the reception we've received has just been huge. Um, people are looking for another alternative to some of the major auction houses, and, and they know that we'll take care of them, and that's, that's our goal. Yeah. 
and it it certainly looks like you're doing an excellent job in that regard. Now, what are some of the big changes that you had uh, with this auction as compared to the previous auctions? Uh, you know, right when you walk through the front door, I notice you've moved the stage, you've changed the way things have laid out. Can you discuss some of that for us? Absolutely. Well, there there are some significant changes, and that's one of them. I mean, the, the layout was important to me. It was, it's, it's always about getting people to walk through the cars because what we do is is emotionally based. And people come to a collector car auction to, typically to be spectators, but you never can tell when they walk through those cars, they might find something that they didn't even know they wanted. And the next thing you know, they're going to take that car home. That is so yep. true. We do that with uh, car shows that happen here. You know, you just go walking out into a car show and you're like, oh my God, where, where did, what garage did that come out of? And I want one. <laughs> that's exactly, and that's exactly right. And, and, and that's one of the things that is so unique about our relationship. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but our relationship with Ritchie Brothers, when you look at what they do, people need equipment. They, they have a project they get a contract and they need that crane or they need that bulldozer whatever that is what we do nobody needs anything that we do they want <laughs> so it's a, it's an emotionally based business you know we're all trying to relive some time of our life whether the car we didn't ever have and now we can afford or a car that we had and we had to sell it to buy our house because we started a family oh, or yep. whatever the case may be yep. and now we're you know they're placing their lives where they can have those cars back and we had dinner with a friend last night, and we were talking about that very thing. And it is, it is, we're reliving some of our past. We're, those are great times. They were comfortable times, and we're doing things that today we couldn't afford to do back then. And it's 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 just it's wonderful to give people that kind of joy and bring happiness to people in that way. But so where well, the deal with Ritchie Brothers is interesting because of the difference. We're really polarized. They sell stuff people we need. We sell stuff that people want, and and it's been fun to see that happen. With that being said, the changes we've made is our business is based on excitement, energy, fun. Everybody needs to go have fun. So one of the things that we've done, too, is we brought Spanky Assider, Amy Assider, and the Assider auction team in, who were with Barrett Jackson. Spanky and his team worked for me there for 18 years, wow. and they left a few years ago and wanted to get back in the collector car business, and here we are. So it's kind of getting the band back together. <laughs> and, and, and so we added that. And, and then another component was it's in the past at Lake, they had a, the way that they put the cars on the docket, the guys, the consignment guys just decided, talking to a customer, they'd put them, they wanted a Saturday number, they'd just give them a Saturday number. You guys have been to Bear Jackson, and I hate to even keep mentioning that, but one of the things that makes Bear Jackson work is the way the docket is designed. Every day starts off with the more inexpensive cars, and as the day goes on, the cars get more valuable. It's almost like a torque curve, uh, the way it ramps up, and then you try to hold that line as long as you can before later in the day it tapers off. This was the first auction at Lake that has ever been done under that design. The cheaper cars were on Thursday, the more expensive cars were on Friday, and the most expensive cars were on Saturday. And it, it keeps people's interest. People come, depending on their budgets, uh, it works. And what happens, too, as this evolves, as the day goes on, you find yourself sitting there watching cars selling for $100,000, and you almost wonder, well, how'd that happen? 
<laughs> and thank you, Jeebus. <laughs> and and he's sitting there looking at things at each other, going, "Wow, I can't believe this. They're just selling hundred thousand dollar car after hundred thousand dollar car. The way it was in the past, there'd be a in other auctions do the same thing. There'd be a thirty thousand dollar car, there'd be a hundred thousand dollar car, and then maybe a fifty thousand. They were all over the board. So part of what we do is is actually, I think, scientific is not the right word, but there's been a great deal of thought put into the way those hours work. I'm, I'm developing a thing where I know every hour how many, what the car values should be during that hour, and I make sure the mix and the makes and the models all complement each other, and the car that goes in before the car before, it's worth a little less money than the car that's following it, so the car behind it's going to be worth a little bit more, and the car behind it's worth a little bit more. So you can see how that strategy evolves. And what really is appealing about that is it's what makes the television component work. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk more about uh, the auctions themselves, what we can expect in the uh, upcoming months, slash maybe even years. And we might want to dig a little bit into what you guys' collection is, what you've got hidden in your own garage. We're going to check that out next. And, don't, and by the way, for these auctions that we're talking about, don't forget LakeCar.com, L-E-A-K-E-Car.com. We're going to talk more next on Road Muscle Radio. It's Road Muscle Radio with Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, and writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, along with me, Catfish. I've been in radio for about 30 years, and I just love those big, fat American classics. That's why I'm here, is to talk about cool cars. And we're still going to find you one. Just keep putting coins in the piggy bank. From what I learned from our last segment, I believe I need to show up at these auctions early. How many times have I threatened to take you? I know, right? And now that I actually have a, I have a little bit saved up, I might be able to find something early in the auction. You know, I, the, I took the hint early. They do auctions in Oklahoma. Well, I can just drag you right down the road. Oh, dude. Yeah. 35 down. Boom. We're there. So <laughs> we've got our special guests here, uh, which it, Gary it's, and Muffy Bennett. It's fascinating. Who have been, were so very sweet to me and have been so accommodating and I cannot thank them enough. But one of the things that I, I, I want to get back to with the Bennett's is all these extraordinary changes they're making for the lake auctions and the things that are going on there. They've uh, completely revamped the way they set the auctions up. Some of the cars that are in there, uh, this last auction had some really, really terrific uh, cars for sale. Some of the lots were incredible. And I also want them to talk about uh upcoming changes and are you going to expand the number of auctions and the also any new venues coming up uh fill us in what's going on guys that, that's a that's a great question and, and the answer to that is yes uh <laughs> strategy, the strategy that was evolved, that has developed over time with iron planet and ritchie brothers has been with the acquisition of lake lake is really a regional auction with sales in dallas oklahoma city and tulsa and Richie Brothers and the Iron Planet wanted to have big auctions with major automotive sponsors and, and that kind of thing, very similar to the bigger auction houses in the country. And the thought was that we would continue to let Lake 
do their regional sales, and we would do a Phoenix office, and we would make that office to be the one that would do the three or four major events around the country that would have major sponsors, would have a television component and all mm, the things cool. that, that we've all kind of become accustomed to with the bigger houses. So our plan is to have regional sales and have three, maybe four national events uh, around the country. Nice. And so we're looking at venues. We've got several opportunities. I'm not, I can tell you we will be in Scottsdale, Arizona. This year? Not this year, but in 2020. Okay. And uh, excited about that. We're going to be here for auction week. We're going to compete with all the other guys and give people all those options as well. And we're looking at other venues around the country. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City. Oh, Kansas. Please, Kansas City. Sorry, Please, I had a little cough there. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. You guys laugh. I love Kansas City. And, and I, I remember, I Prove remember it. going on. <laughs> we have some plans to make this grow. We have to. One of the things that's important, guys, is we just have to be sure that we walk before we run, and we, we don't make any mistakes because we want to do this right. We want to be sure we don't lose our focus. And and the thing that's important to me and to Muffy is that as an auction house, we should have one primary goal, and that is to sell our customers' cars. And I would venture to say that other auction houses have kind of lost that. They've, they've gotten to the point where it's more about celebrities. It's more about uh, being on television. It's more about that kind of thing, and that has come at the cost of people wanting to sell their cars. They, be, they feel like they're second fiddle, so to speak, or not as important as they should be. And, and I would take that another place. I think that in the past, my past, I feel like a guy with a million-dollar car is certainly an important guy, and he's got an important car. It wouldn't be worth that much money. But to that guy, if he loses $100,000 on that car, it's not going to change his life. On the other hand, you've got a guy with a Corvair, and it's the only thing he's got in the world, and he needs that $10,000 or whatever that car's worth, and he deserves to have as much time and as much interest given to him on a personal level as a guy with a million-dollar car. Because Nice. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, and, and I think that's so important to not lose sight of that and just to treat that guy like he's insignificant because his car is not valuable. It is valuable to him. It's valuable to me. It's valuable to Muffy. So our plan is to be sure and treat people the way they need and deserve to be treated and give them the best results and the best performance that we can. And when we're done, even if the cars didn't do as well as our customers hoped for or we hoped for, they can at least come up to us and say, hey, you did everything you said you'd do. I can't thank you enough. Nice. and that's that, that, then you've done your job well. I think that's absolutely what everybody's looking for. And I can say that just for the way you treated me. And you didn't have to treat me well. I'm just down there writing about cars. And I really appreciate uh, everything that you and Muffy did for me and have done for me in the past. Thank you very much. Now, we're going to get into the fun stuff. <laughs> What's in your collection right now? Oh, my goodness. Um Muffy, why don't you start off? Why don't we start okay. off with, why can't uh, you use your dining room? <laughs> First off, because I care about my husband, I will not cook for him, or he believe me. <laughs> so I have to do something with it, and I ran out of garage space. 
Gary said uh, quite some time ago that when you marry someone who's got the same passion as you do for cars and motorcycles, you either end up broke or out of garage space. And that's what's happened to our dining room. Um, we've got five motorcycles in there now. Yeah, five motorcycles in there. Well, um, wow. Two of which are, have been, two of which are on, uh, are in the art niches. Um, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. What they are, guys, is these folks. These were these were motor scooters, not motorcycles, and I got them from Ron Pratt. I've got a '57 Cushman Eagle that is the most beautiful Cushman Eagle I've ever seen in my life, and it's sim- You know, I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. And the other one is a '57 Mustang uh, Stallion, wire wheels, big motor, <laughs> four speed, all the cool stuff. The Did motor- you just call a scooter a stallion? A stallion scooter? A, a, Mustang, a Mustang Stallion. Yes. That's fantastic. It is. It is. It, 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 so we have that. And then on the floor in the dining room is a Ducati, a Harley Davidson, and a motorcycle I built, a V8 motorcycle I built in 1996. Um, wow. They take up a lot of space. And, and the bike and he built, uh, the engine is a stressed member rather than having a traditional frame. It is. That's the one. It, the, the engine's a stress-bearing frame member and uh yeah we've got another one in the garage just yeah. like it except it's blue yeah um, and we've also got another uh, two more harleys out in the garage what you don't know, uh, yeah. Mark, is that Dos Equis screwed up when they didn't hire Gary to be <laughs> no the most doubt. interesting man in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's about cute. That. I like that one, guys. You got the most interesting dining room in the world for sure. <laughs> which, which one do you sit on while you're eating dinner? <laughs> we don't go in there. Just get them out. That's oh, okay. Why we eat out all the time, and we love barbecue. <laughs> We can work with that. Yeah, All righty. Four-wheel collection. What's in the garage? What's... Uh, yeah, let's move from the dining room into the garage now. <laughs> let's start with what's in the, let me start with what's in the garage, and then she can start with what's in her little shop. Uh, we've got a H1 Hummer that's Muffy's, an absolutely magnificent uh, wagon uh, that you'd have to see to believe it. We've got a 65 Corvette that I had back in 1965. It's Nassau Blue. Guy and bought it back from him 40 years later. Uh, nice. Got that car. Then I've got 2017 uh, Z06 convertible. <laughs> and we've got a Lamborghini Oricon Spider and a new Ford GT Heritage. Oh, is it's golf blue? It's at the shop. No, it, no, it's not the golf blue one. It's the red one. It's the okay. car. Okay, okay, okay. It's the red car with the number one on it. Very cool. Uh, it, 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 and it, guys, I, I knew Dan and I knew Foyt, and, and uh, you know, that's the only time that an American manufacturer won the Ma with American drivers in the history of the race. Yeah. And Foyt and Gurney drove that car, and that's what this, my car is a tribute to, our car is a tribute to that. It can be your car. And um, <laughs> to, to even have that car, guys, I can't. I can't thank Ford enough for allowing us to be the recipient of one of those amazing cars. I mean, it is, it is, it, it's, a, it's a real emotional thing to me. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we sold, we sold a couple of cars when we were in Dallas. Red, I don't know if you knew that, but that, uh, that 07 uh, GT500 that was there was a car that I got from a oh, lot I, of, it's serial number 20. I, I knew, Gary. I was trying to figure out a way to sneak it out of the hall. <laughs> 
that was a cool car because Carol gave me the keys to that car at Flat Rock when I took delivery of it at the factory. Handed was, the keys from nice. Carol Shelby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's important about that, that's, that's, that's an indication of our commitment to this, guys. We wanted to go there and lead by example. We took something that was very special to us and took it to Dallas and put it in the sale at no reserve and sold it. We paid an entry fee. We paid a full commission, just like everybody else should. And in my opinion, that's how you build a business. You lead by example. You live by the rules. You do it the way you expect other people to do it. And it was an absolutely uh, extraordinary sale. I think the Lake Auction has got a terrific future ahead of it. And it's all thanks to you and Muffy. And thank you so much for being on the show with us. Uh, And we're going to have to have you back. And we're also going to have to come and see you at another venue. Oh, yeah. Like Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys, for being on the show. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. We're honored and delighted. Thank you. Thank you. Now you can check out more from Gary and Muffy at lakecar.com, L-E-A-K-E, car.com. Coming up next on Road Muscle Radio, we're going to be talking with Rick Hunter from Hot Rod Express and Zach Kratz at Rap Effects Olathe about how to make your car look really cool right here on Road Muscle Radio. It's Road Muscle Radio, and I won't kid you, I'm still looking around for my big old bomber. Uh, Mid-50s to late-60s. Something huge, and uh, yeah, yeah, Mopar would be great. But as I look around, you know, I I always have to think about what's the car going to look like. Most of the ones that are in my price range, yeah, they're going to need a little love. So that brought to my mind the question, if it's kind of a wide open field, if it's got to be repainted, do I want to do it matte? Do I want to do it gloss? And there's even a a wrap thing that you can do, I guess, anything. I wanted to find out more about it, so I've brought in the pros. Let's start with matte versus gloss. Uh, Rick Hunter from Hot Rod Express in Blue Springs. It's at hotrod-express.com. I kind of like those matty-looking finishes. I got no idea how they're done, and I know Brett... You're a you're a gloss man. You like shiny. Well, you know the part of the fun of hoeing in the car is getting to polish it. <laughs> wow, I, I never thought about that as fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, lay lay down the law. What's the difference between the two of those processes for getting a car to look as great as you make cars look? Well, you know, uh, on that mark, I think it's just kind of a all oh, generational thing. It seems to be right now. Back when I'm sure when. Brett and you both like shiny cars, and I do too. I, I've always been a guy that you know I like a nice gloss finish and where it's polished and, and looks really nice. But but the matte finishes, you know, like it or not, they're they're here. There's lots of levels of those. There's everything from a single stage matte finishes, matte finishes on cars that are pretty inexpensive, to a lot of guys do flat black primer on stuff too. Or you can have a higher end paint, you know, that's, uh, you know, like a PPG global style paint that gives you the color you want. And then you just dull down the, the, use the same clear coat, but you, you put a flattening agent in it to get several different levels of, of the matte finish. And, and they're pretty easy to care for. They're, they're a little different than shiny paint. You can't sand and polish them, of course, so then your flat paint becomes shiny. 
But, uh, you know, so no! If, if, you, if you get tired of the dull paint, just keep rubbing till it shines, you know, so you, you can always do something like that. Now, are they... Theory. Are the two paint processes really that close? I mean, don't matte finishes require like a different kind of matte paint or something like that versus the, the nice shiny ones? Well, they do. The processes we do here is a, is a base clear paint job. All of our cars are painted with uh, a base coat, which is the color of the pigment you want to see. And then after that's painted, then you go over the top of it with a clear coat, a good a good quality clear coat and sand and polish and, and kind of go from there. And so those work really good now we do the same thing with our our matte finish paint jobs we we paint the base whether you want it whether it's green or blue you, you put that color down and then you come over it with our top coat which is a clear and it's got a, a flattener in it that gives it that flat look now you have to hit it right the first time you can't have runs and you can't get dirt and you can't do any of that stuff because of course you can't go back and sand it out and polish it so let's say I've been in the backyard banging on this vehicle trying to get a fender straightened out, and I think I've done pretty good. Which one of those would be the one that would really show how bad I'm at it? Rattle cam. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, you know, there's there's so many different things. There's a few ones we use that are called Hot Rod Black that's, that comes in a little kit that you buy, you know, and uh-huh. it's got the different stages of stuff you can put on and and that gives you that that matte finish, and you know if your body work's not that great, you're you're not going to see it that well. So that's that's one nice thing about matte finish is it doesn't show boo boos quite as bad. Okay, I'm liking that already. Well, <laughs> well, you know yeah. if you if you want it to be no boo boos, the place to go is Hot Rod Express. That's hotrod-express.com. Phone number is 816-224-9597. And Rick, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Road Muscle Radio. Thanks for the call. Well, we just talked with Rick Hunter about uh, ways to paint the vehicle, uh, whether you can do a gloss, do it mad. It's surprising how similar they are. However, there's another way that you can make your car look awesome, and you don't have to do either of those. I've got Zach Krotz here on the phone. He's the co-owner of Rap Effects Olathe, and that's uh, at 16510 West 118th Street in Olathe, Kansas. And Zach, what is, what is wrapping? You know, we've got regular paint and this and that. How does a wrap work? Yeah, so, I mean, the easiest way to explain a wrap is think of it like a skin of protection that you're putting over a car. So I get a lot of people ask me, you know, uh, paint versus wrap, this versus that. And the reality is you can't really compare the two. They're not meant to be comparable. They're two different things. There's pros and cons of both. Um, As far as, like, a a matte paint job versus a gloss or anything like that, I think from a, a palette standpoint for colors, you have, I mean, the options... You know, from a wrap standpoint, there are a multitude of colors. You can pretty much pick anything. And a lot of the colors that are offered through wrap are colors you can't really get through paint. Whereas a wrap, it's how do you create the wrap part that you stick onto the vehicle? Uh, is it is it you paint that by hand? Is it printed? How do you do that? So the wrap that we use is a few different companies. We, use, uh, we only use the top-of-the-line products, so 3M, Avery, KPMS, um, Vivid, just to name a few, Oracle as well. Um, the wrapped technology of the vinyl itself has, you know, come strides over the past few years based on popularity. Honestly, the whole color change scene of vehicles is still becoming, is still kind of up and coming. Vinyl's always been around, but it's been mainly used for like commercial use. Whereas now you have companies like mine where we go in and it's a whole personalization of your vehicle. So you can, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg. You can, it's, Extremely affordable for what it is. It's temp- it's meant to be temporary. It's not meant to be permanent. 
Um, it'll last anywhere from three to five years based on who installed it and how well you take care of it. Just right. like paint. Um, and yeah. So what about the care on it? Can you, can you go through a car wash or do you really kind of need to, uh, you know, do it by hand? Because like a lot of those super expensive paint jobs, man, you do not want to go to a car wash. What about yours? Right. Yeah. That's a controversial topic. I don't, <laughs> wraps aside, I always tell people just avoid uh, automatic car washes. And if you have to go to a brushless car wash, um, can you take a wrap through an automatic? Yes. Um, it's going to react just like it would with normal paint. Um, especially with the matte finish or anything like that. Matte or the wrap and the paint, they're pretty much one of the same. The way they react, you care with them just like you would care with it as paint. The only thing that really affects a wrap is going to be impacts. Just like it would. Just like it would with with regular paint. paint. Yeah. Like rock chips, anything like that. Now the benefit to a wrap compared to paint is say you get some rock chips in your front bumper or on the fender or mirror, whatever. With a wrap, all you have to do, once you get sick of it and you feel like it's enough, you just take it in. They just replace that panel. takes a few hours and it's done. With paint, you got to take it in. They're going to have it for probably a week because they got to re-prep everything. Oh, yeah. Repaint it. And then not to mention the fact they have to blend it in to the rest of the paint job. With wraps, you don't ever have to worry about any of that. So, And then the money is also involved. Now the last question that I have here is with wraps. You you, you talked you touched on a little bit earlier about you know different colors this and that. You can even do designs. You can do just darn near anything, can't you? Yep, absolutely. We have a pretty much a full print shop here, uh, and then we install ourselves. So we have plotters, cutters, laminators, all that. Um, pretty much any crazy design, livery, graphic that you could think of. Um, I've got a guy who's um, got a crazy mind who just goes in with a computer, <laughs> buckles down, and can make anything that you want happen. We print it out, and then um, I throw it on the car, basically. So if I had an AMC Pacer and I wanted it to be plaid, I could talk to you. If you wanted your AMC <laughs> Pacer to be plaid, I'm the guy that could make that happen. Ah, that is sexy time. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, I've got Zach Krotz with Rap Effects Olathe 239-340-0575. And you can also find Rap Effects Olathe on Facebook. Real easy. Go check it out. They got lots of pictures. Thank you, Zach Krotz, for joining us here on Road Muscle Radio. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. From pretty as a painting to wrap like a gift, you can make your baby look fantastic. And there are wonderful places here in Kansas City to get that done. I'm Catfish Groves, along with Brett Hatfield. Thank you for listening to Road Muscle Radio. We'll catch you next week on the road.